Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Gran Leyenda Tequila. This tequila knows there's no substitute for a great taste. This award-winning and organic tequila is handcrafted and comes in four different flavors. Gran Leyenda takes great pride introducing the world to organic tequilas that do not compromise quality. To learn more, visit GranLeyendaTequila.com. Gran Leyenda, the official tequila of the East-West Football Podcast. Must be 21 and older to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wins championships. Pride and passion lead success. You gotta love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Happy Friday, and thank you for watching another live edition of the East-West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Jerry Martinez and Walter Stringer. Gentlemen, how are you? Hey, okay. Happy Friday, man. Happy Friday. All right, so let's get to it. So uh, tonight, we're going to continue our off-season divisional reviews, and we're going to talk about the AFC West tonight. Let's start off talking about the Broncos. So let's talk about the players they signed in free agency. Uh Cornerback Kyle Fuller, uh, they re-signed Justin Simmons to a big contract. Uh, traded for quarterback from the Carolina Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater, and also re-signed Kareem Jackson. Gentlemen, let's start off with Jerry. What do you guys think of the Broncos' offseason moves? Man, I mean, you get, you gotta when you're in a division like this, right? Like we just gotta we gotta just stop for a moment and think. I mean, you got the Chiefs in your division. You got to do everything at all costs to stop Patrick Mahomes from just completely passing for absurd numbers, right? Because, I mean, he's probably the only quarterback right now in the NFL, aside from Aaron Rodgers, who could throw, you know, a 300-yard passing game, three touchdowns in the first half, right? So, uh, you know, when you look at it, I think you beat defensive backs, and they they certainly did do that. Uh, I, I think that overall... There, there were some questionable decisions made through the entire process. I mean, because they killed it in free agency and with the and the uh, pre the pre uh, trade for uh, the quarterback, but during the draft, I mean, could have they could have done it just a little bit better, get that future looking nice and bright, right with the shades on. 
Walter. Yeah, um, well, personally, I think that when you get caught up in trying to compete with another team or your division, you wind up losing your own identity and you can't create your own identity because you're so stuck on stopping Tom Brady or you're so stuck on stopping Aaron Rodgers or, you know, whoever, or Patrick Mahomes in the, uh, the AFC West case. But I do think in free agency and with the draft, the uh, Broncos, they upgraded all across the board at different positions. I think, you know, they, Justin Simmons was already an elite safety. As Jerry mentioned, they added a couple corners. They did kind of – the Patrick Sertain pick, to me, was kind of like, hey, you know what, it's an abundance of riches. They could have went in a, a ton of different directions. They could have still went off as a line in that case. They did manage to get uh, Quinn Miners from Wisconsin-Whitewater along in the third round with Baron Brownie, the linebacker from Ohio State, who can be a tackling machine, a sideline to sideline guy for them. So I think overall the Broncos really improved the talent on that team. I think they're loaded at a lot of positions. Cortland Sutton's coming back also for them. Um, Judy is tremendous. I think he's set to have a breakout season. They still got K.J. Hamler over there who's set to have a solid season, I believe. And everything really comes down to Drew Locke, in my estimation. What is Drew Locke going to really become? Because to me, he's similar to what he always was at Missouri. Very big arm. He can drive the ball tremendously downfield. He can make all the flashy throws. But when it comes down to it, he's inconsistent in all the nuances of being a quarterback in the NFL. So how? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, that was it. How surprised were you guys uh, that the Broncos didn't draft the quarterback? I mean, there was a couple quarterbacks there when they were picking, uh, most notably Justin Fields, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, But they drafted a corner. I mean, how surprised were you guys? I was very shocked. I thought Fields was sort of a John Elway-esque clone. 6'2", 6'3", 225 pounds, big rocket arm, can also run very mobile. I thought he would have been a perfect fit there in Denver, along with that wide receiver core. But I think they thought otherwise, considering the fact that they did just trade for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I mean... If you, if we just, I mean, it's it's easy to see right football from afar. We know what Teddy can do in this league. Is he a Super Bowl winning champ? I can ask you both. No. Is Drew Lock a Super Bowl a Super Bowl winning champ? Hell no. <laughs> so I mean that 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 answers your question right there. That team is only going. Can only go as far as Teddy Bridgewater can take him, and we saw his struggles last year with the Panthers. He had some good games here and there. Drew Locke has had some games here and there, uh, but I mean, when you well, have, when you have that opportunity to get a get yourself a blue chip quarterback and you let him just kind of pass you by, right? I mean, it's just like, wow, oh, man. It's the most important position on the field. And we, all of us have been told from people in the NFL, as far as, you know, as talent evaluators, that if you're unsure about your quarterback position, you have no quarterback position. So you should consistently look to upgrade that position. And there's no way you could have told me if I was running Denver that, ah, Justin Fields is on the board, but yeah, Drew has really shown me enough. Or Teddy has shown me enough. You know, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke would have not been enough for me to pass on Justin Fields. 
And then the other thing, too, is that you put Vic Vangio in a very bad situation. I mean, you got no quarterback. You already know what Drew Locke is. You know what Teddy Bridgewater is. I mean, is the defense going to win all the games for you this year? I don't think so. You're going to have at least, you know, decent quarterback play. Of course. Like, like, I think you said it very well. Well, you know, when you got a Patrick Mahomes in that division, I mean, you kind of have to abandon ship and stop him, right? And that's that's what it comes down to. Is there well, the defense stopping this this madman playing quarterback? Well, one name we didn't mention was Javante Williams. Well, he is a great running back. Prospect. You know, maybe they plan on feeding him a lot more. Taking some of the load, you know, taking some of the load off of, of Drew Locke. Yeah, but still, I mean, look at look at the 49ers. They have one of the best head coaches in the entire NFL, one of the best running games, and how far does that take them? Not far, but they still win games. It comes down to the quarterback. And it, yeah. came, yep. down, it came down to Jimmy G. Yeah, and that's why they lost the Super Bowl. You can trust your quarterback at the end of the game. Look, Denver's got some pieces offensively and defensively. It's just a quarterback. I mean, and the, and then, uh, you know, everyone heard Aaron Rodgers was interested in being traded to Denver. I mean, I was thinking he was probably going to land there. Yeah, that w- that would be a – I think if that ha- if that happens uh, out of – if a miracle was to happen, I think that that makes them an instant contender right there. I mean, there I could just shut up and say that they made the right decision. So you're just going to continue to just trade for Hall of Fame quarterbacks every six years because you suck, <laughs> you, you suck well, at picking one? In all fairness, in all fairness, the last one they didn't trade for, they signed him, and and it might be a similar situation. Look, uh, today was well, well, not no, not Brock Osweiler, um, but you know, but but as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, today was actually the last day that he could you know withdraw for the season for COVID reasons. So it looks like he's going to play for the Packers this year. Next year, who knows what happens? Yeah, man, who knows? But. I think that this is going to be one of those things that they're, they're going to turn around and they're going to be scratching their head, just shaking their head, right? Shaking my damn head, just saying, you know. What could have been? Yeah, what could have been? And we got Blake uh, chiming in. Chargers are winning the AFC West. Prove it. <laughs> that remains to be seen. Um, my my I'm, last. I, and I'm not laughing at you with the, with the comment, Blake. I'm laughing with Walt's uh, prove it. Let me ask you uh, guys one last question on the uh, on the Broncos. Who starts Week One for them? Lock or Bridgewater? Bridgewater. I say Lock. You think they give him one more shot? Yeah, they're gonna give him one more shot. All right. Well, let's talk about the team that Blake brought up: the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Almost at San Diego. Sorry, still trying to get used to that. Uh, so they signed a uh, uh, tight end free agent from the New Orleans Saints, Jared Cook. Backup quarterback Chase Daniel and guard uh, Mike Filler, but they had a really great and solid draft. They did, man. I think last year I, I, I'm going to go ahead and just go on the limb say, say it right now. I was, I, I was, I, what Justin Herbert did last year. I did not expect that. I, in fact, I didn't even think he would see the field till maybe the latter part of the season. And for him to step in day one and just wow, he is. I mean. The, the young man is solid, man. I think that the Chargers' future looks very bright. They still have key pieces on defense and offense. That defense is still relatively young, and I know they they're they're just waiting to get that safety, man. <laughs> they just need to get that safety healthy, right? They need to get Derwin James to stay healthy, get stay get Bosa to stay healthy, and 
and hopefully Jerry Tillery, the defensive tackle, can uh, you know can finally put it together, and that defense looks solid. And the quarterback, then you you add those pieces in free agency, and wow, they had a great draft uh, as far as protecting them, right? Gain that 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 stud offensive lineman Rashawn Slater. I think that the Chargers are in prime condition. Just even though they have a new head coach in place, I think they are prime to make a strong push in this division. Uh, I'm telling you, man, in this division right now, this is becoming the new NFC West. Yeah, I think um, being able to uh, scout, identify, and draft talent has never really been the Chargers' issue. Never. They've they, they've they've kept a loaded roster year after year, whether it was under Phillip Rivers or whoever, even prior to that. Chargers' issue has always been staying healthy and coaching decisions, and 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 over the years, some of that was Phillip Rivers' play also. And let's not forget, Walt too. They usually don't start the season well. They're a right. second second you know second right. They're, kind of team. They've always been the streaky team. Either they'll start the season hot and finish awful, or they'll start the season awful, awful and finish hot. But yeah, just overall, I think Anthony Lynn, and we talked about it in the pre-show meeting. I personally, I thought Lynn was good for Herbert. I just thought Lynn, kind of similar to just um, Jim Caldwell here in Detroit, just really wasn't that good as far as game management wise on Sunday. So they got rid of him. I'm not a believer in the head coach situation. And like I mentioned before, when you have a young quarterback that's still in those nurturing years like Justin Herbert, I'm a big advocate of bringing in an offensive-minded head coach. They brought in a defensive-minded head coach. They brought in a defense coordinator from the Rams, actually. And as far as offensive coordinator, they brought in Joe Lombardi, who had his best years under the Saints with John, with Sean Payton. He did win that Super Bowl as offensive coordinator True. Um, back, in, back in the day when they beat the Colts in the Super Bowl. But Outside of New Orleans, he spent one year in Atlanta with Mora. Didn't work out. He spent a year here in Detroit as offensive coordinator for Matthew Stafford. Things didn't work out. He was fired after one year, after a one and six start back in 2015, along with Caldwell and everyone else. So I just question, what are you really surrounding Justin Herbert with? Because me personally, and it's nothing against Joe Lombardi, if you were going to hire someone from Detroit, you'd have been better off hiring Daryl Bevel. I thought Bevel would have been perfect for him. But, of course, Jacksonville and Urban Meyer jumped on him, and that ship has sailed. So, you know, the talent on that team, you look at Rayshon Slater and starter from day one. Asante Samuel Jr., probably slot, starter from day one, playmaker. Josh Palmer, got him in third round. He could turn out to be a playmaker for those guys. Chris Rump, linebacker from Duke. Chris Rump was once rated as a, what, top 20 pick in the draft. He, was. he slipped. Rump could also turn out to be a playmaker for them. And then Brandon James, the offensive tackle from Nebraska in the fifth round, who was a monster of a man. So getting talent has never been a problem. Keep that talent healthy, stay consistent, and get the right guy calling the plays. I, I'm going to, you know, just real quick, just to kind of put in there, I like I like the move. I'm interested to see this new head coach, right? Defensive mind, but hey, seven and nine with Anthony Lynn and a, a rookie quarterback. The sky's the limit for the Chargers, regardless of who's the head coach. I'm saying it right now. Do you think yeah. they should have kept him? Well, you would think it was good they actually got rid of him. I just think I, you know, when you look at Anthony Lynn's uh, 
mannerism and his and his body language on the on the actual sidelines, he looked like he was kind of fed up of 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 I don't know of I don't know of the of, of the organization. Um, I don't think he was fed up with the players. I mean, shoot, they really they really put up games. I mean, they put up close games. They just couldn't finish them off. I love the Jared Cook signing for uh, Justin Herbert. I think he's gonna have a solid year. Um, what, what expectations for Justin Herbert uh, going into year two for you guys? Uh, it's, it's very very difficult to kind right. of back back on that man because this is where you see that they call it the sophomore the sophomore Slut. slump for a reason. So I think it's very realistic. But I think if there's anybody that can actually break that sophomore slump, it's going to be justin herbert because i mean look at it everybody kind of like had him uh not not as a top 10 first round pick yeah last year. i did well, I, I liked him coming out of oregon yeah you i had him as the second best quarterback in the draft I did, yeah but it was very but you you yeah. were you were one you i mean you guys were probably you know very few amongst amongst me yeah and and college. jerry jerry real quick uh tarian from from our team I remember specifically we talked to him on the podcast and he was bashing Justin Herbert left and right. <laughs> you know what? I think I remember something. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but uh, yeah, let's just get back on subject real quick. But yeah, man, uh, uh, I just think if there's anybody that could, can do it, I think it's Herbert. Um, I, I mean, aside from Patrick Mahomes, sh- I mean, chattering it, I think Herbert is that not no nonsense kind of type of guy that he doesn't say much. He just gets to work and does his work. True. Yep. Problem yeah. is, he's still a baby, you know, and they changed everything around him. Did I mean, he cut his hair too? He still, well, yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's, it, they changed everything around him. They didn't That's change true. the office coordinator, but keep the coach or keep the coach, but change the office coordinator. They changed everything around him. So everything That's is brand new. We don't know exactly if they're going to play his tendencies or they're going to play too much to his tendencies and get him killed out there. The oh, team got run. better, though, Walt. I mean, I know the coaching staff changed, but the roster got a lot better. They're the Chargers. They always get better. <laughs> hold on, hold on. That's isn't that the isn't that the story of the Oregon Ducks, though? When you could say so. Up? I'm just saying, like the with the Oregon Ducks, it was always uncertainty there with that offense. I mean, so in a nutshell, I think that he's going to have. Uh, I think he's actually going to have, if not uh, a better season than last 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 season. Yeah, and it's definitely going to help him as well. Uh, Austin Eckler being healthy and being in that backfield. All right, let's move along to the Las Vegas Raiders. So, their offensive line in shambles. They traded Rodney Hudson to the Arizona Cardinals, uh, guard uh, Gabe Jackson to the Seattle Seahawks, but they did sign wide receiver John Brown, cornerback Russell Douglas, running back Kenyon Drake, safety Carl Joseph, defensive tackle Solomon Thomas, wide receiver Willie Sneed. Gentlemen, ah, what do you guys think of the Raiders' offseason moves? Raiders, why, why did you do this, man? I'm sorry. Me, honest, man. Honest as possible. I'm always trying to be as honest as possible, man. Go ahead. I think the Raiders are going to be one of the worst teams in football, man. Oh, you're harsh, man. I think so. All look right, at that roster. So so look, look at that roster. I'm looking I at the it. same exact roster right now that you're looking at. I lo- listen, I love Trayvon Morey. I don't love what the hell else they got around him in that secondary. I'm not sure about that front seven at all. I'm not sure about the offensive line at all. I love Josh Jacobs. Oh, no, wait, but- and I forgot. 
they also signed Yannick and Dockway. I don't know how I forgot that one. Probably what's that? Um, so what is that? Three three teams in a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and then also too, they did upgrade their uh, defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. So we'll see if that helps out that struggling defense that we saw last year that cost him a lot of games. Do we see Marcus Mariota? No. You sure? Come on, really? <laughs> you know what we saw last year? Uh, I'll say this: Derek Carr. Derek Carr had a great. Uh, he had statistically. He had a great season last year. I think he was actually the, uh, one of the, uh, if not the top quarterback in deep, deep, uh, deep passing. It was uh, him, Rodgers, and Mahomes, I yeah, believe. So, so, you know, I understand from what I was doing, my research, there was something going on within the offensive line. Um, I, and I think you would know a little bit more about this, but yeah, I guess it all started with them trying to trade someone and ended up being somebody's best friend. And then from there, it just started like a ripple effect of, yeah. of, of falling apart. Yeah, so they, they tried to move Gabe Jackson last offseason. They weren't yeah. able to. Him and Rodney Hudson are best friends. He was his, um, his groomsman in his wedding. Um, but, I mean, really what happened was is that they kept on losing, and there was a lot of money invested in this offensive line, including Trent Brown that's now back with the Patriots. So we'll see if he goes into camp heavy set or not. Um <laughs> But there was just a lot of issues. A lot of money was on that offensive line. So they were saying, well, hey, we're not winning with this offensive line. Let's change it up and put money somewhere else. I mean, it makes, <sighs> it makes, it makes sense. But still, when you have something good, it's it's like that old saying, right? If, uh, you know, if it ain't broke, why fix it? What yeah. was broken was the defense. You know what I mean? And how are you going to stop Patrick Mahomes? I mean, Patrick Mahomes is no cut. I mean, that's like an open wound that's just gushing out blood, and that's what that defense is. So instead of tearing apart your offensive line and and, and doing that, so they had a very suspectful, uh, very suspect uh, uh, off seasons to 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 say the to say the least. And I think that I understand where Walt is coming from. Yeah. Uh, as far as them being not one of the top teams in the AFC West. But I will tell you this, if that offensive line that they were able to put together can come together and 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 Josh Jacobs can be a, a you know a mature young man and actually get to work and, and instead of you know getting involved in social media during the season, you know, he actually has potential to be a top ten running back in the league. And if he can stay focused on that, get the running game going then it's going to help Derek Carter become better. And then hopefully we can see the defense that, you know, and Dockway be able to contribute on defense and Trevon Morick, I don't know, become an Ed Reed, right? in his rookie season, maybe the Raiders have a good shot, but yeah, it's a very deep division. Uh, it's a very deep division. Raiders just kind of took a, a step back this off season though, for me. Well, what I look, I, honestly, in my opinion, they didn't hit on enough people. They hit on Josh Jacobs, Abraham, I mean, Jonathan Abram, not really. Cleveland Farrell's a good player, but fourth or where you got him at, the value yeah, they is messed not up there. there. Yep. They, just, they haven't hit on enough people. And even the network, we pretty much none of us were really that high on Alex Leatherwood, and we saw exactly where Alex Leatherwood got drafted. So it's I don't know what's going on. And we had this conversation before, right after the draft, is it possible, like, if, if the rails really come off this thing early, who's going to go? Oh, you know who's going to go. Mayock? Mayock? Yeah, of course. It's not going to be John. 
Chotten's got a 10 year contract. Yeah. You're four. We know who runs the show there. It's John. It's not Mike. Contracts are made to be shredded. You know this. Not after this year. I don't know, man. I mean, look at it. What, what was it? They wanted Le'Veon Bell. This is what, two seasons ago? And they Two seasons ago. Yep. They couldn't afford him. They couldn't afford nope. him. Nope. They didn't have the money. Yeah, so, no. So, I mean, they're stuck with John. They're stunned with, with Gruden. So, yeah. It's, it's Mayock. Unfortunately, it's Mayock. But, it, but in the process, Gruden is making himself look bad because eventually the truth comes out, man. And so, I mean, I don't know how old Gruden is, but if he wants to be the next Bill Belichick, he needs to get he needs to get his uh he needs to get his ducks in a row, man. Well, well, look, e- even if they do have a bad season this year, how you guys are projecting m- moving forward, their salary cap situation is going to be a lot better. I mean, they, they were in bit of a shambles this year with all the contracts that they had kind of move around and whatnot. So, I mean, look, this year is very important for Derek Carr. It's the last year of his contract, so I mean, he's going to get an extension. Um, Either way, it's going to be a huge year for him because he's going to be a free agent next year if the Raiders don't, uh, you know, re-sign him. So we'll see. Is Who is he get, throwing to? Is he going to get Dak money? Oh, uh, <laughs> hey, he might. I mean, I don't oh. know. We, we don't know what the market is. Yeah, and he got to have people to throw to. He got to have some CD Lambs and some uh, some Amari Coopers over there. Hey man, he's got Henry Ruggs. <laughs> oh, he got he got a nice rug. Yeah, huh? And he's got, he's got a nice rug. Well, right, I, I was reading an Oakland blog. Man, he's on the hot seat already. I'm like, man. Oh, I mean, I mean, th- uh, is it because you guys? Is it because the Raiders left Oakland that Oakland has him on the hot seat, or is it because the Raiders have? No, him he on didn't the perform last year, Jerry. That was no, problem. He didn't perform. I know, but I'm just saying, is it just Oakland being, you know... They're better. Bit? Yeah, they're better. They lost a team. They're going to lose a baseball team now. I mean, look, Oakland's just better. Yeah, but they have no one to blame but themselves. It, oh. was, it, it, was, oh. an Oakland, it was an Oakland uh, block site. I was like, man, like, how you going to put a second-year player in the hot seat already? I mean, he is, though. Man. I mean, he's definitely... I mean, he's got a... Well, look, he's been in the weight room. Uh, I know it's been after practicing with DC, so we'll, well see. You, you got Damon Arnett too to put up there. He was also oh there. my! Look, I don't even want to talk about Damon Arnett. But I'm, I'm saying he was just in the first round. I mean, yeah, he was just so, immature last year. Look, um, he, and then he got COVID, and they wasn't following protocol. Like this team had a bunch of issues last year, and they still almost managed to make the playoff. And it wasn't for Fitz Magic during a Saturday Night Football. <laughs> you know, so we'll see. It, Our, it's a it's a fun team to say the least, man. Yeah, but they do have the second best tight end in the league in Darren Waller, so I expect oh, wow. he'll have a big season. Who's number one? Let's let's start Travis an Kelsey. argument. Travis Kelsey. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, okay. What, what, what do you want to argue about? <laughs> no, like who's your number one uh, uh, option for Derek Carr? He's saying. Oh, Darren Waller. Yeah. Oh no, I'm saying uh, yeah. second best ranked tight end in all of football, <laughs> Darren Waller. In all of football. Just my opinion, though. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Uh, moving along to the AFC Conference champion, Kansas City Chiefs. So this is another team that actually just revamped their pretty much their whole offensive line um, and also signed fullback Mike Burton. Uh, uh, center, Austin Blythe. Uh, guard, Kyle Long, came out of retirement. Also, guard, Joe Thune. And then running back, Jared McKinnon, is also now a Kansas City Chiefs. What do you guys think of their offseason moves? Man, the Chiefs <laughs> – the Chiefs, the Chiefs know how to make moves. That's what I know. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, literally, their biggest question mark was the offensive line. They literally got rid of. Uh, well, yeah, they, they Mitchell they, Schwartz. They, yeah, they released both their offensive tackles. So at right away, that I mean, and upgraded. They did right. Upgraded. And, 
they pulled off a, a crazy trade first round. Uh, mm-hmm. And then later on, they added, right? They added Cal Long. Am I, am I, he got right? brought yeah. him out of retirement. They yeah. brought him out of retirement. So it's just like, it's one of these things where you look, you look at the Chiefs and it's like, wow, these guys, these guys really were very resourceful in the offseason as far as keeping Patrick Mahomes upright, right? Because we saw in the Super Bowl, even Patrick Mahomes is, he did, he's not immune to, to the quarterback hits. Yeah, no, we, we saw exactly what happened. No, no protection. I mean, Chiefs, they lost big. Big time. So yeah. I, I think that if anything, the Chiefs had a great offseason. Now, uh, Kyle Long did get hurt, so we don't know how long he's going to be out. Um, he is expected to be ready by week one, but he had a scary injury and in, uh, OTA, so we'll see. Yeah, so the Chiefs knew exactly what they had to do. And as any responsible organization would do, they would protect their prized possession. So they went out, they, they traded that first-round pick. Who needs a first-round pick when I get Orlando Brown Jr. in his prime? Got him. They went out, they signed Joe Thune out of free agency. They went and got Creed Humphrey, who I thought it was a huge steal from where they got him at. Creed can play center. Creed can play guard, I believe. They also got um, Trey Smith in the sixth round, a guy who I thought, yeah, Trey Smith was a guy out of Tennessee who had first round top 20, top 25 talent uh, before this before this season, this previous college season. Trey was actually ranked in the top 20 on most, uh, most big boards. Trey had some health issues, dropped dramatically, but... Trey Smith is another guy who could turn out to be a huge steal for this team. Huge steal if he pans out, along with Creed Humphrey, along with a was it Orlando's twenty five now? Orlando yeah. Brown's twenty five. Still young. That's crazy. How if the core of this this offensive line grows together, how young they are. Just right like where that. they are. That's so like, and also thing. they got Nick Bolton. And I think Nick Bolton out of Missouri is a guy who was in a perfect fit with them. Because he's playing behind Chris Jones. And what did we say prior to the draft? Like Nick Bolton needed to go somewhere where he can play behind a solid nose, a solid one or a solid zero, and he can seek and tackle. They're not going to ask him to do too much in coverage. I think he can improve in coverage, but they needed someone out there that was going to run and hit people, similar to what Devin White brought to Tampa. Even though I don't think he's as physically gifted anywhere near as Devin White. But Nick Bolton is a severe hitter. He's an effort guy. He's a leader. And I think he's going to fit in perfectly with Kansas City. He's a playmaker, man. He, he can yep. intercept the ball, too. So yep. I think I think that that was one of the highlights right there was was their actual overall, their draft or the, the actual draft picks that they landed. It was just like, wow, it's exactly what you want to see is, is known names that are actually impact players in the college ranks. All right, guys. Well, let's pick uh, the winner of this division and who's going to finish uh, fourth, third, and second. Man, uh, Jerry. Jerry. I don't think I don't even think I had to say who's going to finish first, right, in the division. But I mean, I'll, I guess here it goes, right? I got give me Chiefs number one. Give me the uh, the Chargers finishing second. Uh, give me the Broncos finishing. I'm sorry. Give me the Raiders finishing third, and give me the Broncos finishing last. Walter. Oh, boy. Give me the Chiefs first. Give me the Broncos second. Give me the Chargers third. And give me the Raiders fourth. Ooh. 
I gotta think, ask you. I gotta ask you real quick, Broncos, and I'm sure you're going to talk about it right now. Why do they finish second? I think, considering the upgrades they made across the roster, I don't think they're going to be that bad at quarterback. I trust. Mm. The, I don't think. I don't think Vic Fangio is in that bad of a situation. I just don't trust the Chargers situation. Period. At all, as far as the coaching hires that they made. And considering Justin Herbert, like I said, Herbert's still a baby. Herbert isn't a five- or six-year vet who can clean up behind an idiot coach's bad mistakes or a bad offense coordinator's play calling. He's still a kid. He's still dependent on these guys to help him grow and groom him. So I, I can't see it. can't see it. I think the Chargers are set up better right now. Not the Chargers, but the Broncos are set up better right now. I think defensively they're they're – they have they have the the best defense against Patrick Mahomes, and I think the Broncos are going to run the ball more than the Chargers are going to run the ball this season. Also, who do you got ranked, Fidel? Broncos fourth. I don't want to do this, but Chargers third, Raiders second. But it'll be close. It's going to be toss up for that you know second third place. But the Chiefs are going to win the division. Hey. At least you admitted the Chiefs would win the division. Uh, is there They're just good, game? man. They're is solid. No, and is there as no long as Patrick Mahomes is playing, I just, I just don't well, see them losing the division. But you know what, though, let's let's talk about some questions because we can't, we all can't just be massaging the Chiefs. So we we gotta <laughs> we we gotta be honest. What are don't some prove negatives? otherwise, though, Walt. What are some negatives? Like, what are some negatives? Because listen, the running game. They, are they going to be a negative? Back. Are they gonna feed? Are they gonna feed Clyde Edwards-Helaire? Because that that all that new offensive line can't be just installed so Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball forty eight times a game. That, and then, that would be crazy. And then so, I mean, who's their second option at wideout? It's Demarcus Robinson, yeah, right? I was gonna get to that too. The and, yeah, there's monster responsibility on McCole Hartman, and, which and, I know. Well, yeah. I know the first, the first or second option is Travis Kelsey or, or Tyreek Hill, right? But just talking about the wideouts. I mean, I don't know what what Robinson's going to bring to the table. Right. I know he's got speed. Yeah, it's a it's a big year for McCole Hardman too. Uh, Monster he, year. He he was a second round pick for them a couple of years ago. So he's got to prove he's not just a speed guy. Yeah. So, so I mean, overall, overall though, the Chiefs did a, a phenomenal job, and I think with as long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy, man, and, and Andy Reid. Uh, uh, the only thing is, is that he's sharing the cover with the uh, with the. Uh, Tom Brady on the uh Tom oh, you're referring to the Madden curse, correct? The Madden curse, right? So, you know, I think that with him sharing it with Tom Brady, if anything, Tom Brady's probably the only one that can probably shake out the mon- the, the Madden curse at this point in his life. All right. Well, guys, before we end this live edition of the podcast, uh any final thoughts? You know, I just want to give a big shout out to everybody that's continuing to, you know, support us, uh tune in. I hope you guys have a happy 4th of July weekend and uh, enjoy it with your fam. I second that, Jerry. I second that. All right. Well, everyone out there that was watching or listening, thank you so much for doing so. A great, Have a great 4th of July weekend. Stay safe. Enjoy with your families. Catch us next week as we'll talk about the AFC East mm-hmm. and uh, review the division. Till then, have a great night. We'll talk to you guys soon. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh,
My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big home touchdown. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives' activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast.